This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you again. Well, times and seasons. We had some really cold weather, as you know. I've been telling you about the cold weather. And it was cold for us, but it's not cold for a lot of people I know. Birds are busy. I hadn't realised just how much they were singing, even at this time. I'm trying to get away from the water. The sound of water is everywhere at the moment. We were frozen. We had a lake that was frozen top to bottom. You know, it was gradually creeping up and the whole of the lake got frozen in the end. Not very thick. And then it rained. <laughs> we had the rain come on the hard ground. So the, the grass was good, but anything that was smooth like mud <laughs> turned to a skating rink. And the poor old alpacas were kind of moving around slowly and very gingerly trying not to slip and slide everywhere. Uh, me too, actually, as I was trying to put the food out for them. So I moved the, the troughs and put it on the grass. And uh, that, that worked better. But it, uh, it rained on the ice on the lake. And therefore we had all these sheets of ice. Well, it looked like water, but actually underneath it, the ice was still there. Uh, how did I know? Well, I tested it. I used my experimental method, picked up a stone and tossed it. It landed in the water with a tiny little splash and a doom as it kind of echoed uh, across the ice. So the ice was still there. Uh, it's all gone now. We've, we've had a thaw. Do you know, we, we went from, uh, okay, not major, major for most of you I know, but minus seven centigrade. And then, was it yesterday? Yesterday, last night, to plus 13, that's 20 degrees difference. 20 degrees centigrade different. That is enormous. We have a few degrees up and down, but no, this was 20 degrees. It was enormous, the change, the difference. <sighs> so we're, we're in that kind of in-between thing where it's coldish, but not very. Uh, it's soggy. <laughs> the alpacas are all gray. Their usual kind of wet post period of rain grey where, where they're kind of I don't know, well they kind of lie down kind of sit around and I guess some of them have a row but, but they end up very grey along the sides and their backs and what we need is a, bit, a little bit of wind not too much planky very much a little bit of wind and some sun there's not a lot of good heat in the sun at the moment but and a little bit of sun would be better than, certainly better than rain and they will fluff up again and they will dry clean. Did you know that alpacas are dry clean animals? No, 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 I'm not talking about the fleece when it's been processed and turned into jumpers and other articles. Don't mean that you have to dry clean those, although you can. You just wash them carefully by hand in cool water. Do, do, do not go to your hot water with alpaca finery. So yeah, they dry clean, they dry. And then all the dust and dirt and stuff kind of well the dirt turns to dust and it it comes off <laughs> and they go white and fluffy again well assuming they're white and fluffy to begin with some of the darker ones obviously not going to change 
colour, but uh, yeah, so when it was really cold, we were seeing the, fl the, the frost on the backs of the darker ones, not so much the light ones. And they've, they've developed a series of little places where they sit. I didn't know they were sitting there. But the evidence was there on the grass, as you saw in the photographs from last time. If you want to go back and check, it's uh, the previous episode. You'll find the pictures of the shapes on the grass where the alpacas were sat, and therefore there's no frost. And now we're back into mud and walking carefully. Not to avoid slippering because of the ice, but to avoid sliding in the mud. So a lot of it is uh, low tide. I always think of this time of year as being low tide. It's the vegetation, generally the grass, going down some of the longer stuff there, they're grazing. But it's old grass and the short grass is getting shorter. And then, uh, well, there's not many trees with leaves left now, so they get uh, left until the spring. Uh, but where the, there is a bit of stuff, so it's gonna be vegetation that's around at the moment is brambles and all the prickles and stuff, and they still manage to grab a mouthful in their soft, fleshy, lips and mouths and, and not get all prickled. I don't know how they do that. And then you've got other stuff. Oh, what's the other stuff? Oh, things like ivy. It's the, it's the green things that this time of year that tend to be the things that are not good for them. And there's nothing else around, so they can tend to be attracted by it. So just to be aware of that, maybe you need to cut back or restrict access so they can't get to the things that are poisonous. Uh, holly that is in, in good, in fine fettle, as they say in the Yorkshire. It's uh, nice and green and glossy, the leaves, and very prickly as well, so I can eat, eat those. Not many of them have got um, the berries, the red berries, which tend to be the thing of Christmas cards and of Christmas decorations and of things that you'd... the gate of the things that you would uh, have around the holly and the berries the red berries male and female trees I think I mentioned that last time or time before and therefore you don't get them unless you've got both types of trees and some years seem to be a lot more berries around than others so we've got some but they're all on the variegated they're all up here <laughs> there's a little one looking lost good to see where the others are gone. They're all up here. No, don't go galloping down that way. You don't want to go that way. Most of them are up here. They're in this spot where the chicken coop used to be. Now they're not here because the chicken coop used to be here. It's just a good spot. It's a good sheltered little spot for chicken coop. And it's also a place where the alpacas gather and arrange themselves and there are some family ga little gatherings as well going on and there's Hermione with her little red coat on keeping her dry keeping her warm particularly important during that cold snap that we had but uh, she's doing really well she, she's she's not trusting me though every time I go anywhere near her or when I'm putting the food out she'll stand at the top and she kind of looks just looks over the top of the fence 
and I've got this, these pair of eyes kind of just, just peering, just watching, what am I doing? Am I coming towards her or not? And every time I go anywhere, anywhere that's near her, she'll, she'll do a detour and take herself off the opposite direction. So she's enjoying having a coat on, but she, she doesn't trust me at the moment. Um, there we go. I don't mind because she's she is doing it. She she's got a perk about her. She's she's really wow, amazing sunset at the moment. And there's a bunch of blackbirds there. Um, oh goodness me, there's a whole bunch of them, a big bunch of them. So I'm inclined to say rooks rather than crows, but you never know. They haven't read the book, so they don't know they're not supposed to gather together. And. Uh, yeah, the, um, this, this kind of thing of, of not trusting me, um, I think it's okay. I, I feel a little bit miffed. <laughs> you do know I put your coat on to help you. Uh, but uh, she's been quite comfortable and she's done really well with the coat on, so we won't complain. And the others have been okay, actually. They, they didn't need a coat, they, they did really well, but she was just looking a little bit suspect. And of all of them, I think she's the one I, I worry about most in terms of her, her weakness and ability to ride out the, the cold weather in the winter. So we shall uh, keep the coat on for now, see how we go. We're currently dry, we're due for a bit of, um, bit of rain coming towards Christmas itself. And that's gonna be well, I don't think it's going to be snow here. Snow up in Scotland, the north of, of England, maybe. But I don't think we're going to get snow down here in the southwest. Uh, we might get some rain, and that's what they're talking about for things going forward, is that it's going to be tending to be wet um, and windy. And maybe cold. But I don't think it's going to be as cold as it was with this, the, the seriously sub-zero. Do you know, I got really low, low, low temperature up in Scotland. But it's, uh, it wasn't quite that bad for us. Bad enough. And the ground did get a good, solid freezing, which I'm really pleased about because it really helps with the parasites. It breaks the cycles, so that's good. And then, uh, yeah, so the food is going down slowly. We've got a good supply and we, we're going to get some more in sometime soonish. Maybe before Christmas, we're probably after. So I shall continue to think. So the, the garage, uh, our garage, has now got the car back in it. It, it was in for service and stuff, and it's, uh, it's a bit like, I realized when it came back and it was everything was fixed and everything was working as it was supposed to, and we had our MOT, for those in the UK who understand that. But we had a certificate to say it was roadworthy for another year. And uh, yeah, that was, that was good. Expensive bill. <laughs> this one's, some biggest stuff that needed to be done, but it'll keep us going now for a, a good long length of time. And that was that similar feeling to having a barn full of hay when you know that the car is working okay, you don't have to worry about it. And there's the little anxieties that you get when things are not quite as they should be, or there's the potential for a bit of lack. So do stock up on what you need to stock up on. Get your cars and tractors and other machinery serviced as need be, keep them going, and keep the food supply appropriately high enough. It doesn't have to be to the rafters. And yeah.
I think it's been a, a good year overall. Uh, thinking back on it, reflecting on it. And I'm actually feeling quite positive about 2023. There's a load of stuff going on in the world that you kind of think, how oh, earth are we going to resolve all this mess? But yet there's a funny positive feel that I've got about 2023. So that's nice. I'll take that. <laughs> and at some point I'm going to have to have a think about my word, my word for the year. I tend to pick on a word for the year. And a couple of years back it was community. And last year it was regeneration. And that's a, that's a work in progress. That's a big word actually, isn't it? So that's a, an ongoing one and will be taking us forward uh, but I think I'll, I'll see if there's another word or phrase for 2023 that I can kind of hold and, and travel with through the year. Then whether you do that kind of thing. I'm not one for resolutions, really. So don't do, don't do resolutions. Um, it seems to be, I don't know, something that you're just setting yourself up to fail. Um, it's good to plan, good to have vision, good to be disciplined all those things are good things and if resolutions help you do that then that's what you should do and it will be here before we know it so thanks for being with me on the journey through 2022 goodness just coming to near the end of it and this is the last one of this year and we'll be in the new year by the time the next one comes around so is that right no not quite because today is... Oh, okay, yes, we've got another, got another one. Um, I'm imagining that's just going to be a short one. Wishing you happy holidays and stuff, but we'll, we'll see. <sighs> if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. Get some perspective that's a little bit different. And breathe and relax. It's hard not to be thinking about Christmas this week. For some people, it is time to suspend disbelief. While others suspend belief. It can be a confusing time. The low ebb of winter, the solstice, dwelling more in the dark than the light, literally and metaphorically. At the end of the year, the new one is waiting around the corner. The alpacas eat hay and some grass and chew the cud. All seems to be waiting. Many consider it a time for children. Most of us have memories that it no longer lives up to, but we try to make the best of it. Present, but maybe no longer centre stage for everyone is a stable or the place the animals were housed alongside the home. Sheep, but no alpacas. Shepherds doing the work that needs to be done out in the fields and being interrupted by first an angel and then the choir from heaven. Shepherds are a fairly pragmatic and down-to-earth lot and then heaven breaks in. Interesting that they're the first recorded visitors to the place where the animals lived and the baby was in the feeding trough. Can you imagine all this happening in the presence of your alpacas? What would they have made of it? The sights, the sounds, the smells, the visitors. I've been musing on who would be the first to advance. 
Hermione, she doesn't like to miss out on babies when they're around. But it's usually big brown Owenna who heads for the cradled fascination to smell the newcomer. There'd be some keen to look, but they'd be hanging back. <laughs> Try to look round the others. Can imagine it, can't you? I've always found my alpacas are pleased to have children around. Some of the fast and loud sounds they make are strangely attractive and repellent to the alpacas all at the same time. Alpacas seem to ask the questions that everyone wants to know the answer to. Who's this? Are they safe? Do they belong here? And as the alpacas are asking these questions, the children are asking the exact same questions about them. Perhaps they are almost eternal questions. Who is this? Are they safe? Do they belong here? My alpacas have a default position of being welcoming. What if we could do the same? Generous and open, ready to make room for a welcome presence. I hope this end of year is full of love, thankfulness and openness as you remember old memories and make new ones. Happy holidays, everybody. Catch you again soon. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.